Welcome to Awakening with Dr. Jenny. I'm your host, Dr. Jenny. And on today's episode, we have a mini episode discussing the importance of social dancing as it pertains to the idea of healing anxiety. So I don't know about you, but I have definitely throughout my entire life have struggled with anxiety holding me back. And it became so pronounced about 10 years ago when I was being called by my own inner wisdom to begin social dancing that I've been able to reflect on my journey and kind of see how social dancing and fighting through that anxiety has helped transform my mind and my body and kind of my overall sense of just peace and happiness. So this is just my musing on what happened when I went to a Kazumba dance class yesterday or last night and began to see the next generation of social dancers struggling with the same anxiety that I struggled with so many years ago. And I think that the idea of anxiety and doing something new is something that we're all struggling with post-pandemic life. And I think the natural tendency right now, especially with the younger generation, is to go out drinking at a bar for a date or to use alcohol as a crutch to get through the anxiety. And most of the time that's happening because we actually don't have other activities or a desire to do other activities that might be actually healthier in the long run. So this is just some commentary about the journey, how to navigate the journey, how to deal with anxiety in a social dance situation, and how you can advocate for yourself while you're going through the learning process. So I hope you enjoy, and as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and ask, Um, but I hope that you find your way to a social dance floor soon. It's a fantastic alternative to meeting people. It's a fantastic alternative to going to a bar if you feel like you've burnt yourself out already by going out and socializing in that way. And it's also just a really like, healthy activity to kind of get your mojo back, which I think so many of us really, really, really need right now. Enjoy! Welcome to Awakening. I'm your host, Dr. Jenny. And on today's episode, I want to address the idea of social dancing as part of a healing journey, but to also talk a little bit about why social dancing may or may not work for some people. And this has definitely been a big part of my journey, and I talk about it in my book. Um, it's chapter 11, and uh, the last podcast episode, which was done a while ago, and I'll explain why there's been such a big gap, uh, focuses on social dancing as a, as a potential intervention for when you are going through heartbreak or trying to deal with anxiety or just trying to meet new people. And the idea for this episode was triggered actually from attending a Kazumba class last night with this amazing instructor who is located in Rochester, New York. Her name is Elise. Uh, she is a beautiful, beautiful light in this world, and she is just a, an amazing teacher. And the thing that I was starting to notice was just a high level of anxiety with a bunch of new students, specifically male leaders. And you know, when you start off in social dancing, there's always going to be an element of anxiety, right? It's a new activity. 
Most people don't have a dance background. Sometimes as a follow, you might have had ballet or something as a kid, but the majority of people who enter the social dance scene, whether it's salsa, bachata, kazumba, anything like that, don't have necessarily a background in dance. To make things worse in the United States, we also, up until recently, don't have much of a culture of just dancing in general. So our bodies are usually not prepared to learn how to facilitate the steps necessary to quickly learn. And so what happens is, and what I was seeing last night, is this desire to connect and this desire to get the steps right, so much so that it led to actual frustration. And that is something I'm very familiar with, you know, as someone who has definitely been type A, throughout her life and has been very successful in terms of getting through graduate school and, um, you know, doing things that other people think are amazing. My biggest roadblock to my success has always been my sensitivity and history of anxiety. And so when I started social dancing, it was such a soul-based calling. I really, I had no other choice I was still recovering from the breakup that I wrote back, wrote about in my first book, and I was bored. My career wasn't exactly where I needed to be. It wasn't fulfilling, and I was burnt out. So if this sounds familiar to you in terms of what it is that you're going through now, listen, because many of us went through this about 10 years ago, and we're kind of coming up for another cycle. I, this was the first time I was burnt out. And the, my soul or like my something inside me kept saying, just go dance, just go dance, just go move your body, just go dance. And I had friends who had taken me to a yoga class and that was starting to happen, right? So I'd go, instead of going to happy hour, I'd go to yoga class and, and start to feel rested and feel a little bit better. But my, that inner voice kept saying, go to a dance floor, go to a dance class. And I remember being in San Francisco which if you're looking for an event to start, the San Francisco Bachata Festival is coming up in a couple weeks at the end of July in San Francisco. And I took my first bachata class with Rodney Aquino. Rodney has been teaching like more than two decades. He is also a martial artist, a highly educated man who brought the idea of social dancing and Dominican bachata to the United States and I remember being in his class because I had tried salsa. I was horrible at it. I tried salsa and the instructors kept basically, it felt like I was being yelled at to relax, right? So there was not an understanding to how do you take someone who's never danced before, help them through their anxiety, not to shame them because their body is clenching up due to the anxiety and actually help them get through the mind barrier that they can actually do it. And I remember being in his class and he just, he made it fun and he broke down the basics, but he didn't necessarily teach it from a choreography perspective. Certainly in many of these social dances, there are basic moves, but the focus of that class and the classes that worked for me were never about paying attention to your feet first. So I think that I found my way to instructors who were warm, relational, 
who love to teach and we're not necessarily in the social dance scene to build a ginormous social media following, but we're mu very much more interested in building their local community. Right, so when you begin to learn from someone who is there for a reason other than just their ego and building their social media presence, you begin to benefit from their energy. You benefit from their warmth and their nurturing and their steady confidence. So when I was in this class last night, the instructor, she's funny, she's confident, and she knows how to break things down and to push a student. And so the steps got more and more complicated because she was definitely assessing, you know, how much can the leaders handle? And the level of anxiety began to skyrocket, which would be normal. So here I am playing the follower role because I'm there to support a local community and also because it's good for me to learn how other people are teaching so that I can begin to see what's going on in the world right now. So I'm watching these beautiful young men, mostly in their 20s and early 30s, um, with very open, warm hearts. Like really want to please their instructor and, and to please the followers that are being very patient with them. They wanted to please so much so that it was leading to a level of frustration. So one of the um, gentlemen that I was dancing with, and this has happened on more than one occasion, is in very good shape and is young and, is, and he was getting caught up in the counting of the steps. And so I just kind of stopped him. I took a deep breath and said, were you an athlete when you were younger? And he kind of lit up and he said, yeah, I was an athlete. I played basketball when I was younger and I was really good at it. I said, okay, you were an athlete. Then we know that your mind and body can be connected. And he kind of stopped and looked at me. I said, athletes can dance if you're taught in a way that feels natural to the way that you learned how to do the sport. And sometimes we learn sports through drills. And then other times, once we have learned a basic, we have to play with it, right? So when you're learning a sports and you're learning some other activity, there is the drill components and then there's the play component. Right? Because you do need the mind and the body to connect through muscle memory. And this is what social dance instructors have been trained to do. But when you have anxiety that's beginning to interfere because it's a social setting. right? It's very different than a competitive sport. It's a social setting where you may, there may be other factors involved. You may actually be physically attracted to your the person you're dancing with. You may want to make a good impression. You may not want to be accused of being creepy. There are other things going on in a social dance setting that are going to interfere. So the thing that I said to this young, young gentleman was, okay, stop, just don't, don't do the steps that we learned today. And he just looked at me. I said, don't do the steps that we learned today. Pretend that you're playing basketball and you're trying to teach me how to play basketball. And immediately his posture changed, the confidence came back, the anxiety began to simmer, and we were able to do some basic steps to the music. Right, so I'm bringing this up as an example of 
sometimes the, what is happening and interfering with regard to learning a new skill or being in a social setting is not the skill itself. It is the mismatch between how someone naturally learns and their history of the way they've learned in the past and the way that the skill is being taught. So when we're in a very open-hearted place, which most of the world is right now, going and learning just from the mind is going to be very, very difficult. And when you trigger that left part of the brain or that like more masculine part of the brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, and you're trying to get it to strategize and categorize and do things right, we are missing out on the entire point of social dancing, especially for male leaders, which is to kind of reconnect to the feminine energy. So occasionally, we as a students have to begin to learn what is our own learning style? How can I walk into any class or workshop, know my learning style and adjust what, what is coming at me to make it fit for my mind and body so that I don't get anxious and I don't get frustrated? Because the tendency is when we are all learning something new, we put our teacher on a pedestal and think that the way that they're teaching it is the correct and only way to teach it. But there is a lot of change that's coming in the future. And my path was not, and I have to be honest, I've been a pain in the ass with many, many dance instructors um, and have learned to be very vocal, especially when the, oh, you just need to relax comment comes out. Um, I've learned that the way that I learn cannot go through my already overly developed intellectual side of my head. Right? So the way that I learned to social dance was through feeling. And the dances that focus on that or the way that that is taught is usually in other cultures and other countries. It's very much still held on to in the Cuban salsa community where there is a strong connection to the music first. And there's a strong connection to the community. And so the steps are tertiary. They come after a connection to music and after a connection to a community, and then the community helps you learn. That is why social dancing in that community is fantastic, and that's why it looks natural. So when we take these dances, when we take these dances outside of their natural culture and bring them to the United States, Sometimes we are lucky and we have a teacher from that culture who can kind of blend those particular styles into what it is that they're teaching and they do that at a master's level, right? That's a really good teacher who can kind of bring that all together without you even knowing what is going on. But in the United States, we are so disconnected from our mind and our body that even if a master teacher is coming from, you know, because Zomba specifically is from Africa, Angola, or Portugal, or Europe in Paris, or Montreal, wherever it's coming from, our mind and body is not prepared to receive it. And so this is why really amazing people give up and do not continue in their social dance journey, which really is a journey of not only healing the mind and the body, but it's also the journey of healing the heart and healing creativity. 
So social dancing in any community is very, very important to have access to. It's also very important for women who are followers to eventually learn to lead because you begin to learn about power dynamics and things like that that become really important to apply to your everyday life. And on top of all of this, it's actually right now really important for all of us to have a little bit more fun. So if you are someone who gears towards being anxious when you're trying something new, which is me 110%, the tips that I have with regard to getting through that are... One, remember the activities that you did when you were younger that you became successful at. Most of us have had some kind of uh, athletic background as a kid, obviously not at a professional level, but you did something with your body as a kid. Use those experiences and remember that it took time to get from point A to point B. Number two, remember that the whatever is being taught needs to be translated so that your mind and body can hear it. So sometimes you have to let go of the counting and feel the rhythm in your body. Or sometimes you know yourself and it's just, it is a pattern that needs to be repeated over and over again. And then that's how you learn. Other of us might need to learn in relationship with someone else where again, we're feeling in our body, but we're doing it in a safe place. Others might be very visual and need to watch it either on a video or watch the teacher 30 times and then all of a sudden it just naturally clicks, right? These are different learning styles that we, by the time we're adult, we probably have a good idea in terms of like how best we learn. Number three, it is okay to ask any instructor who's teaching any workshop or anything new to ask for it to teach the step or the skill in a different way. Not only are you going to ascertain how good of a teacher this particular person is in terms of their ability to communicate in different ways, which by the way, they would probably like because teachers do get bored and we do like challenges. It's going to help you advocate and communicate for yourself. And it's probably going to help someone else in your class or someone else in that community, right? So it's using your voice and your brain to say, hey, what, whatever this is, the way it's being taught is not working for my body. Can we try it in a different way? And so some, what I have found with social dancers is because there's such an eff- emphasis on counting that we're not actually paying attention to the use of the muscles in the body. And if you have any kind of body training, it's a missed opportunity right? Because as an athlete, you've probably learned how to access certain muscles in your body in order to make certain movements better or stronger. And so there are different ways to explain things that would make more sense for someone that has an athletic background. So it is important to advocate for yourself because when you walk into a social dance situation, You need to be able to ascertain whether or not this instructor is capable of meeting the needs of all their students. And as someone who has been mostly following her social dance career, I can tell you that there are many instructors whose ego is driving the show and they're actually not very good teachers. The best teachers may not be the ones with a 50,000 
you know, person Instagram following, but they are going to be the ones who's going to answer your question of, I'm not getting it through the counting. Can you try it in a different way? The other really good teachers are also going to be the ones who teach you about your body. So for those of us who don't have an athlete background yet, because um, social, you might be surprised at how much social dancing begins that journey into learning about your body. You are going to be learning that you have not had access to certain muscles or that your brain and certain aspects of your body are not connected. So this is particularly true if you spent your whole life in academia like I did before I went on my social dance journey. Maybe you're in technology and you sit behind a desk all day long. Maybe you are a, maybe you are a filmmaker and you're creative, but you have never used your body and you don't go to the gym. So learning and paying attention and actually being taught, okay, you want to move your left foot forward straight in a parallel line. This is like how the brain and the body do that. This is how the upper part of your body and your lower part of the body are supposed to work together. Like, how can we retrain that? And what kind of journey are you about to embark on with regard to like getting to know your body? So this kind of self-study has always been important in the meditation and yoga world. It's called Svadhyaya, self-study. It's also been really important in the psychology world. We call it introspection. So it doesn't matter if you want to do it from the spiritual side, you want to do it from the science side, or you just want to do it from fun side, which is called, I'm on a personal development journey. I decided I want to go do social dancing for fun. And these are the benefits of doing that. And I get to know about my body. I get to meet, meet new people and I get to have fun. All of that is important. I think many of us underestimate the importance of having fun with regard to training the mind and the body to work together, right? So when our bodies are relaxed, we learn more information without trying so hard. The information becomes kind of subconscious so we can eventually have access to. These are the lessons of the divine feminine that we are all being reacquainted with. We really honestly do not need to try so hard to learn things right so if you have a dance instructor who understands subconscious processes or basic psychology or understand that you know over a four to six week period we can begin using our words and our energy to help you guys unlock your inner wisdom that instructor is a gift to their community so I encourage you, you know, as someone who has had to deal with a lot of anxiety where social dancing became an intervention for that and has basically been able to heal that, I encourage you to kind of expand your mind and realize that you're not just going to social dance for fun. There's a, and there are other reasons why you're there, whether or not you're conscious about it or not, but to try to stay open and advocate for yourself. So if it's not working with one instructor, try another one. If it's not working at one venue, go to a different one. As we all become more and more sensitive, environment's going to start to matter. The energy of instructors are going to start to matter. The energy of the people you're in the room with will start to matter. And you will need to make more conscious choices. So as we all go back out into the world and we try to socialize... Begin testing out and feeling like what 
communities feel better to you? Do you like social dancing in a bar scenario because you enjoy that kind of environment? That's an important question to ask yourself because some people like it and some people don't. Do you like to social dance in a hotel environment because you do actually enjoy a little bit of luxury and you would rather be on a rooftop and, you know, kind of really like learning a skill that makes you feel connected to something that's very different than your daily life? Go do that. Do you prefer to social dance in a yoga studio because you are very, you're a very conscious person at this point and want to connect with other conscious people? Then go do that. All of these options are now available. And they're available for a reason because social dancing will move your body in ways that are fun that is going to begin to de-stress and relax everything so you can go do other things on your healing journey later on should you choose to. I can't tell you the number of men over the past seven years that have given me a hard time for my social dancing. Most of it is because they're jealous, right? And they're jealous because they wish they could do something like that. They get very jealous of the kind of men that do <laughs> social dance. But I was always giving crap for my love of social dancing. And I, my soul just kept telling, go, keep going, keep going, keep going. It wouldn't be until years later that I understood why that calling was happening. But it's, it is what started to unlock my body from my trauma of my childhood. The kind of work I have done at this later stage of my healing journey could not have been done had I not stepped on a social dance floor, fallen in love with it, and was doing it probably three or four nights a week as part of my cardio and fitness routine. It would not have happened. My body would not have been prepared to do the much harder work later on. So there is always a reason to go and social dance. Social dancing also, you know, there's been a lot of scientific research done on, on specific dances. Ballroom is uh, one that has been done with regard to cognitive ability. And so for older, our older folks, ballroom dancing is amazing with regard to decreasing your risk for certain health conditions. Tango has been studied extensively with regard to its benefits related to and in comparison to meditation practices, and tango sometimes comes out better. Um, the other social dances definitely have been studied with regard to health benefits. So when we sit and think about how hard we're working on our health and wellness, we do also need to remember that there is a reason why social dancing has always existed in all cultures. And so now science, you know, over the past like, you know, two decades, it's verified there are some health benefits to all of this. And so I want you to start thinking about cult more simple cultures where dancing is always like everyone dances and start thinking about why are they not suffering from the levels of anxiety and depression that we have in the United States or in Western culture? Like, why are they healthier? And it's not just simply from having a simple life. It is because part of the culture is the connection to music and the movement of the body and the social interactions. We cannot have happy cultures if we are anxious and isolated. Right? So social dancing is a really important avenue for our entire country to kind of come back together. 
The issue that is coming back, though, is when the social dance instructors do not understand the importance from a level of consciousness or rebuilding of our society and are using you know, their platform just for their ego and the building of their business. So that's where the consumer has to come in and say, hey, you know, I think it's fantastic that you're here building a business, but I'm also here trying to heal myself so that I contribute to my community. There needs to be more conversation. And those of you who are learning do need to speak up, especially if anxiety is getting triggered. And I cannot tell you how many male social dancers I have probably pissed off, um, especially in Tango and Kinsomba, because of my ability to communicate and say, this is not working for me. You're not the right instructor. And they could have a bajillion followers and they could be considered world famous masters in their, you know, social dance scene. And I would still say, you're not the instructor for me. And I would go and find the right people. And I did find the right people. So part of this is learning to use your voice again and to be okay saying, you know what? You might be a master bachata instructor according to Instagram, but you actually kind of suck with regard to teaching social dancing. Sometime, and this happens in many, many fields, sometimes the person that is the best or considered, you know, the expert in a certain area is not the best person to be teaching a particular aspect. Really good teachers are the ones that love teaching. Right? So there is a lot that has happened. Recently, we have a new group of social dancers going into the dance scene. And I have always, always firmly believed that our society would not have to work so hard on healing or finding peace, or doing our spiritual work, if our music and our dance scenes were able to support the foundation for kind of opening up and purging a lot of the mental health issues that we are talking about uh, in this country. So I encourage you to go to your local dance scenes and check them out. And decide whether it's for you or not, but to be open that just because your local dance scene doesn't seem to work for you, doesn't mean there's not an instructor somewhere in the, either this country or another country that's going to make you fall in love with that particular dance and help you see why social dancing is such an amazing activity. Um, I think this is particularly important for those of you in the United States who have never traveled, right? So a lot of social dancing is now opening up in places where we didn't necessarily used to have access to instructors. The world outside of the United States with regard to social skills, social activities, and social dancing is a, like, it's like being on a whole nother planet, so this is kind of entryway into understanding the world is changing. The United States might be a tad behind on what is going on because our focus has been on other things for the past 20 years. But we now have access to outside instructors coming to the United States and access to YouTube and SoundCloud and Spotify and all these things now so that we can begin to see and hear and listen 
to something new, right? This is not about our egos anymore in the United States. We have work to do to help each other, and we need to purge this anxiety and depression that is coming up for this next generation that doesn't need, that doesn't need to be here. It doesn't. Um, so I hope that if you are someone who, like me, you know, a number of years ago felt the call to start social dancing because you needed a new activity or you needed a new people, that you are encouraged to go, and but also encouraged to use your brain and think things through to see if things are, are working for you, and to reach out and find the dance or the music or the teacher that's going to kind of change your life. And I firmly believe that if you if you walk into these environments and are honest with yourself about whether it's working for you or not, you will eventually find the right fit so that this like magical process of opening up and socializing and, you know, learning a new skill happens without it being so stressful. But if you are feeling anxious and you are feeling stressed, it is a normal part of the learning process that many of us have gone through. And those of us who are committed to the social dance scene, we will go back as a more intermediate or advanced dancer into the beginner scenes to kind of help the next generation get through that. So that's also something to kind of look for. Are there advanced dancers there that are actually happy to hang out with the beginners and to kind of cultivate the scene? Or is, every, or is everyone in your dance scene really kind of just focused on themselves? Because if it's the latter, that's not a social dance scene. That's toxic, right? And that, need, you know, out of the social dance scene, that kind of needs to go now. And it's important, for, you know, you, you want dance instructors who obviously are doing it professionally and have a career but you want them to be able to energetically be supportive of you, right? So a social dance instructor who has got that masterful quality of being energetically capable of helping you heal your anxiety and building a business is the instructor who is able to kind of handle many, many students at one time and make you feel like you're part of his or her family. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you have questions or concerns about social dancing, you can go ahead and read chapter 11 uh, in my book that talks a little bit about why social dancing is so healing, but you should feel free to reach out and ask some questions. If you're struggling with body image issues, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling just overall health, if you're struggling with anything and social dancing has now become a trigger for it, then I want to know so that I can address those questions um, in a way where we can figure out, you know, how to use this activity as a, like a way to kind of get you onto your path without it being so difficult. So I hope you enjoyed it. Looking forward to your questions and have a wonderful day. If you would like some more information, please visit our website at www.drjenniferbroads.com or reach out to Dr. Jenny on Instagram at her handle at Jennifer B. Rhodes 
or feel free to send her an email at drjenny at drjenniferbroads.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or have any questions about the information you heard in this episode, please do not hesitate to reach out. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. And if there's anything else that you need, please don't hesitate to reach out. Please also remember that the information in this podcast is for informational use only. Please go ahead and consult your medical team or any other advisors that you have regarding any questions about your mental health or anything that um, may have been triggered during this episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll look forward to connecting with you soon.